0: people always have something to say about their, their real estate agent where it was like, oh, you know, I wish they had a little bit better bedside and I wish they were a little bit more friendly or more available. And I wanted to bring that hospitality factor that I have from my background of, like I said, running Michelin-starred restaurants, James Beard Award winning and nominated restaurants, uh, you know, and everything from sports bars all the way up to that. There isn't like a type of restaurant or establishment I I haven't managed at this point. And I think that brings a lot for me because everybody's got a lot of different backgrounds that they come from and, you know, whether that's the age range or careers, where they're at in life, that are going to be my clients. And I want to be able to tailor every client to the exact type of needs that they're going to be, you know, so I can give that ultra hospitality factor to people. And that was something I really wanted to do.
1: Hello, and welcome to the agent podcast with your host. That's me, Raymond Shulseth. Let's dive in. Hey, guys, welcome back to the agent podcast. I'm here with my buddy Brandon coming to us out of Austin, Texas. Welcome to the show, Brandon.
0: Uh, thanks, Raymond. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Big uh, big fan of the podcast. You've been keeping me going on my drives back and forth to the office. So it's been good.
1: Good. I'm glad to hear that. Why real estate? It's the first question yeah. I always ask. I want to know why real yeah. estate?
0: You know, I was in the restaurant business since I was 15 years old. I uh, My first job was like at a McDonald's, so don't count it necessarily as a restaurant business. But at the time, I was the youngest store manager on in the west coast for all of mcdonald's franchises i was 15 and a half 16 years old i think when they made me store manager it was like crazy super fun um but you know and then i got into really heavy fine dining after that and i got two degree you know my aa and my bachelor of science and business both from McCord and blue i was restaurant diehard um i moved to italy when i was 18 i ran uh, a michelin star restaurant there and the manager quit while i was working there and they were like hey you're here like do you want to try do you want to be the manager like because i was like training under him i'm uh sure why not you know like let's give it a shot and these people i'm like are these guys crazy you know they they want me to run a michelin star restaurant i'm 18 i'm like you know i'm not even wet behind the ears i'm i'm soaked so um you know, it was interesting. And I ended up bringing it to a two Michelin star restaurant while I worked there. They got a relay and chateau for the property it was on. And then I came back to LA and I ran restaurants ever since worked for some of like, best chefs, best restaurants in the country. It was an amazing run. And I actually met my wife working in a restaurant. It was a place I was going to consult at and she was a server there. And I always had a rule about, you know, like being good about not dating my staff, stuff like that. <laughs> and I remember looking at the and it was my first day there. And I like just came in originally. I was going to consult and just kind of like, you know, help this help the owner out for a couple months. And I remember I walked outside and I called my buddy and I was like, dude, there's this beautiful girl that works here. She's just like drop dead gorgeous. Um I was like, I, I don't know if I want to take this consulting job because I want to I want to date her, you know? And Ended up meeting her, uh, talking with her. I talked with the owner and I was like, look, like got a little conflict and and he goes, Brandon, he's like, I don't have a problem if you want to date any of my staff, but he's like, why don't you just work here? If you're that interested, that way you can be around it. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I want to be stationary anywhere. I'm really enjoying this consulting thing, but okay, sure enough, me and her go on a date that night and he came out with us and like hung out with us. So like, wasn't as awkward. (laughs) Uh, 45 days later, we were engaged <laughs> and then, uh, pregnant, uh, six months after that. And so me and her went on to run a couple, uh, she kind of consulted with me on a couple of the restaurants. Cause she was an amazing server when COVID hit, we had our baby like two months into COVID and it was a crazy time then, you know, up until three days before the baby was being born, I wasn't even going to be allowed, like in the hospital with her. So had the baby. And that was the first time I had taken time off in the restaurant industry when the baby was born in 17 years, basically, you know, I had, by that point, I had helped open or been part of an opening team or helped design, build whatever reconstruct, rebrand, redesign over 45 restaurants. And I just been grinding like crazy. And I was like, wow, I'm gonna get to take a break. This is amazing. I'm was so burnt out by this point. And so I took a break and kind of reevaluated where I was and what I was doing, and what I wanted to do going forward. And it was the first time in my life where I was like, "I don't want to do this anymore. Like I, I can't like I want to be around to like see my kid and raise my kid and be a part of you know his life with my wife and not, you know, leave at nine am and get home at three am and never see this kid. And so I took a job temporarily, like uh, I helped um, a friend start up a PPE company. And I ended up being his uh, VP of procurement and warehousing and ran a sales team for him. And I loved sales. I always have. And, you know, being in a restaurant business, it's kind of, you know, we're selling a bit. And then come late last year, we decided we were going to move to Austin. This is where she's from originally. And I had always like tinkered with the idea of like wanting to get into real estate. I loved, you know, watching friends or family members who were in real estate and what they were doing. I've always had like a good eye for certain things and, but I never really thought it was going to be something I would do. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm going to be in restaurants the rest of my life. You know? Yeah, this looks cool, but never going to do it. Once we moved out here um, and I stayed with this PPE company for a while and then come, I don't know about April, May of this year, I said to my wife, I was like, look, like, you know, COVID's going to start easing up a little bit i'm gonna to have to like go back to work eventually you know like while well, this ppe job is great it ain't gonna last forever so i think i want to get it i think i do want to do real estate like I, this is what i want to do and she was super supportive and was like babe whatever you need like you need to study i was like yeah well it's texas is the hardest state it's 180 hours of real estate courses <laughs> so uh couldn't have picked a better state to move to for that <laughs> Uh, and I was like, so yeah, like I'm going to need time to study and like two tests and get everything going. And she's like, okay, you know, like if this is really what you want to do, like, you know, I, I got you and I, she was super supportive of it. My parents, same way. They were like, everyone I think was a bit surprised, but like not super surprised. Cause everybody knew I was burning out and it was a matter of time before, like I was going to hit like the end of my, like my time with restaurants, but it was just a matter of when. And uh, so, yeah, I got licensed in September and signed on with uh, Keller Williams at the Austin Southwest Market Center. It's the very first ever office, too, which is really cool for Keller Williams. So this is where Gary Keller started Keller Williams. I
1: going to say, is this where it started?
0: Yeah, this is office number one. And so all the offices are franchised offices. Keller Williams Realty International, like the headquarters is next door to our office. But Gary Keller, I don't 100% quote me on this, because I may have like a drop of the fact wrong. But Gary Keller actually bought back, I'm not sure if it's a portion or the entirety of this office. So this will be like one of the only ones that he actually solely owns uh, of the franchises. So yeah, and the guy who was the first agent ever hired um, works in my office, he still works for Keller Williams. Guys, like a wealth of knowledge and information. So yeah, and this is where I'm at now, and it's it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm super enjoying it.
1: So unpacking this, going back to McDonald's, is that McDonald's is not in the restaurant business; they're in the real estate business. Exactly. The restaurant business just happens to fund the real estate business, right?
0: Exactly. And you know, as I was say, I think if anybody's ever seen, if you if, for anybody that didn't know that you do now. and if you do know that, you've probably seen the movie Founder. Yep. which is they talk about it a lot. It's like, yeah, McDonald's is not a food business. McDonald's is one of the largest real estate holders in the entire world. They own so much commercial real estate. It's out of this world. And then they're just leasing it back to franchises. And it's one of the smartest, you know, business place ever. You know, you get, you get own the land, sell the franchise off, get the royalty fees, get the rent, get everything. It's a it's a really smart play
1: hundred yeah. percent to learn from that model for sure
0: it is a lot. So it's a smart model.
1: So Brandon, three months in three months in, you started from zero. You have some sales background. You clearly understand people. Tell me what you're doing. Tell me what you're struggling with. Tell me what's working. Tell me what some of your next steps are. Just a brain sure. dump, man. I'd love to hear it.
0: Yeah. So I think like, you know, touching back to, you on one of the reasons why I decided to get into real estate. You know, I think, you know, and I've seen it from like friends who bought homes, family who bought homes. You know, people always have something to say about their their real estate agent where it was like, Oh, you know, I wish they had a little bit better bedside men or wish they were a little bit more friendly or more available. And I'm very, you know, I wanted to bring that hospitality factor that I have from my background of, like I said, running Michelin starred restaurants, James Beard Award winning and nominated restaurants, uh, you know, and everything from sports bars all the way up to that. I've, I've there isn't like a type of restaurant or establishment I, I haven't managed at this point, nightclubs, been there, done it, done it all. And everybody's got, and I think that brings a lot for me because everybody's got a lot of different backgrounds that they come from. And, you know, whether that's the age range or their backgrounds, their careers, where they're at in life. Um, that are going to be my clients. And I want to be able to tailor every client to the exact type of needs that they're going to be, you know, so I can give that ultra hospitality factor to people. And that was something I really wanted to do. In terms of things that are working, I work with, uh, I do a lot of uh, social media, I work with a company called Studio PTBO. They do not, they don't do my postings for me. They don't do anything that they just run two ads for me. Um, One's a buyer ad, one's a seller ad. And they've like really great about monetizing. You know, when we started, I think I was at like 15, 18 bucks a lead and like, geez, this is expensive, but you know, uh, they've monetized it so well and they keep, they're really good about continuing to rebuild the audiences and rebuild how the ads are running. Um, and now we've gotten it done, I think, to like three, four bucks a lead. I get, I don't know, probably about like 30 to 60 leads a week coming in from each ad right now.
1: So, can I pause you on that real quick? Yeah. What do you spend a month for their program? And then, what are you actually spending on ad spend?
0: So, the total program for three months, I believe when I signed up, it was about like 1800 bucks for three okay. months.
1: So, that's not horrible at it's all. It's not
0: horrible at all. And 600 bucks a month. Yeah. And one of the cool things too, so like they have their own CRM, they have everything else. And i had said, you know, like, I really like, you know, I don't want to have to use six different CRMs. I don't want to use your guys and in KW's command and this and this and this, and this and, you know, I don't want to use. So are you guys cool? If I like take, you know, I, I have no problem using the templates you guys have out in your CRM, but can I plug it in to my KW one and use it there? And they're like, totally no problem, which was really cool. They gave me the stuff so I could be able to do that. Ads then was, I think I'm at probably like 150 a week.
1: Okay. So you're running, they're setting up and managing your ads. Yeah. There's some type of opt-in to the ad and then their client information is dumping into your actual command CRM and that's where you're doing your follow-up and your outreach and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. That's where I'm doing all that. And the cool thing too is so they also have like a chat bot, so everything's like automated, which is great. And people set up appointments in there. Um, they also, which they just launched like a month ago. And it was really cool. Cody, Cody, who's the founder of Studio PCBO, who I was like, ended up getting lucky enough to chat with because his operations guy like happened to be out the one week that I was signing up. So Cody and I were able to talk a lot, which was great. And I chat with him all the time. He's, he's an awesome dude. And him and I will message back and forth on Facebook and talk about where I'm at, what's going on, stuff like that. They just launched a program as well um, that he was fortunate enough to like, let me try out for a little bit. Um, And they basically have like ISAs that are calling and following up on the leads, which has also helped out tremendously because, you know, with the amount of leads I have coming in, it's great, but as we all know, with social media ads and leads, not everybody's truthful with the information they give, not everybody's truthful, whether it's giving even just the right phone number and email address. Sometimes I'll get these numbers that pop up. I'm like, not a chance. That's a, that's that's this person's number. But, you know, it's great. Cause so with this ISA, you know, I went from, you know, me following up and doing it, which is great. I have no problem putting in the legwork and the hard work to get the work done. But I tried it out and I've got, you know, I think I went from like converting like about 15 to 20% of those to like actual hot leads to them converting about like 50, 60% right now, which is huge. And not as though it was like a, a drop on me of what I was doing. They just had you know exponentially more time to sit there and call every day to follow up. Whereas not always do I have the opportunity to sit and do that every moment all day long. Um, okay, so, so the benefit of the ISA is huge.
1: So Brandon, to unpack that a minute, you're roughly getting like 60 leads a month? 60 leads a week. 60 leads a week. So 240 leads a month off a $600 investment of that. You're converting 50% of those?
0: Yeah, into like actual, like active. Yeah. So I have, so let's say on buyers right now. So this, so in the last two weeks, I got about like 75, 80 buyer leads, right? Okay. Of that, we've got, I think it was like about 47, 48 of those people converted from like being leads to like actually signing buyer representation agreements and now i'm like i have some of them that are actively looking now some of them are about like two three weeks down the road and some are a couple months down the road but got them into buyer rep agreements got them signed on and have them like fully like in my system and working them i have like you know what the people that are about a month or so out i have i've done like all the presentations for like i said got my rep agreements and now i have like neighborhood searches going for them so I have that part automated so they can see what's going on. If there's something that pops up sooner, they can be like, Hey, Brandon, I love this. And you know, KW is cool. We have a KW app, you know, and it's branded to each agent. So when someone like, like, you know, if they love, if they love a house, it sends me an alert right away. Like, Hey, Raymond really loves this house at one, three, one, one sweet clover drive. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Like, you know, and I'll shoot, shoot you a text. Like, Hey Raymond, like, saw you love this house. Did you want to go take a look at it or where you just hardiness to let me know, like, this is the kind of thing that you're looking for more of. So I have that working in the back burner and I have clients that I'm showing houses to every day right now. So it's been, it's been picking up and getting busy.
1: So where are you at transaction wise? You're three months in, have you closed a bunch of transactions or are you building this pipeline where it's going to have a snowball effect 12 months from now?
0: <laughs> I'm building this pipeline where I'm going to snowball and uh, my wife, who I promised never had to work another day in her life, is going to end up being my TC at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I've already warned her. I was like, I was like, babe, I can hire a TC, or you can. I can train you how to do this. And she's like, well, we might as well keep the money in the family.
1: Yeah, that means she wants to get paid. <sighs> by the way, <laughs> yeah. needs a purse allowance to go up a little bit. Um. um so that's awesome. There. Yeah, I have. I was to say.
0: So yeah, I haven't closed a transaction yet. I had. You know, I had one guy who we were ready to go, of course, you know, gave the spiel of how great his credit was, got him pre-approved, was nowhere near being close to being great. And then on the flip side, I had another client who we were ready to go on, and uh, they just made a really grave error of a purchase the day before escrow opened. So um, that fell through. But, you know, and that was, you know, it was funny. That was when I was just getting this going and moving. And now that I've got this ISA that's doing a lot of this stuff, too, like, I'm so busy. Like, today, I was out with three or two separate clients this morning. I've got I'm going back out with them after you and I are done today. Um, So probably about like five or six showing, you know, I'm with one for like three hours, another one for three hours showing a few different houses. Um, You know, yesterday, I was out all day long. Uh, it was funny, like my wife FaceTime me, she's like, the baby's just yelling daddy, because like, I've been working from home, you know, so it's like, all of a sudden, I'm gone for the day and dad, 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 da. and like, I faced him I'm like, Oh, what's up, buddy? You know, and he's 18 months old. And finally, like when took a nap, which is great, like she got a little break. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, uh, it, it's getting really busy. And yeah, it's gonna snowball really hard at some point here pretty quickly. You know the the few pe- I the like eight clients that I have right now that are like super active in terms of like you know we we want to buy a house in like the next like few days. I have two that are just getting ready to put an offer to, uh, put offers down on houses. I showed them the last two days, and then these other six that I'm going on right now. Uh, so it's even like the next week is going to get uh, a little hairy trying to figure out you know going from zero transactions to you know potentially eight, most likely six going at the same time. So it's going to be, uh, I have a, uh, it's going to be interesting managing my time. It'll be a good test for me.
1: How did you decide to go with the studio company to run your ads for you? You know, I've,
0: I've done ad run before and I've worked with some, of like the biggest marketing companies too, in the country. Like, you know, when I was working restaurants, we see use Wagstaff, which is they're a huge marketing company. And these guys are, they're just beasts. And they're so good. And I you know, there are things I knew I wanted. And one of the things I said, when I got into real estate, which was something I had also done, you know, in the last several years of my career in the restaurant industry was, I only want to work with people that are like minded with me that hold the same like core values, same beliefs, and that aren't full of shit, to be honest. And there are so many of these real estate coaches and marketing companies and this and that that are just full of fucking shit. And I, sorry, I don't know if I can cuss on here. Yeah, yeah, I'll just make no, it explicit a,
1: when published. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was gonna say, I know you've had a couple of people, but I was yeah, trying no, to think it's all good, about drop
1: it. all the f bombs you want, man. <laughs> so, you know,
0: and every time I talk with somebody, it's you're always talking with, you know, ten people ten people down the food chain, and this and that, and you know, you just get like those feelings about people, right? You know, sometimes your gut is always your best instinct, and when I talked to Cody it was really nice. It was just like a genuine conversation. Like he never pushed me to get onto a phone call, never pushed me to get onto a zoom interview, like to chat with him, never like pushed to like pushed any of the stale stuff. It was just like, Hey, like, this is what we do. This is what I think I can help you with. Um, I'm also not going to sit here and tell you like, you know, guarantee you like, you know, the world and not perform it for you. Um, You know, he was great at managing expectations. And I like that. And I liked what they do. You know, they built my logo for me, which I just got finished the other day. haven't even posted it yet um, because I haven't even had a chance to, like, unload the zip file to, like, get everything uploaded. Um, You know, and they do, like, brand books. And he's got, like, buyer and seller um, presentation templates for me, which is cool, too. They're a little fancier and cooler looking than some of KW stuff is. Sometimes, like, KW's got great design tools, but not everything is – you know, I don't want it every single one I give to be the same exact look every time. So just working with people like that and finding companies to do business with that I feel have the same core values and beliefs as me, you know, is great. Um, for the people that love Grant Cardone, totally cool. Like I understand it, not my type of sales approach at all. And you know, that could be to my fault or, you know, could be to my advantage, depending on how you look at it. Um, you know, I know people that are you know, I I know people personally that love Grant Cardone follow his sales approach to the T and are super successful in what they do. And I have no, you know, like, I get it, I get why it's successful. But it's also that overtly pushy sales approach that I'm not about, you know, I want to be able to be that person that pushes it to be you. I want to be me. But, you know, this is also like a huge purchase for somebody, you know, we're not talking about like going to buy a TV, you know, we're talking about like, buying a home, and it's a lot of money. And I don't want to push somebody into a home and then a year from now them be like, or six months from now be like, Brandon, why did you sell me this fucking piece of shit? This place sucks. Like, why did you push me into this home? Like, I don't ever want that. I want, you know, people to you know, love the place that they get into. I want them to get into it for the right reasons. I want them to get into it when it makes financially sound sense for them. Because you know, I also don't want to be the guy that sold a bunch of houses they are now for foreclosure in two years either. You know, like I want I want to be able to educate people and get them to make the right decisions that are best for them and their families, and to help them build wealth properly. And also, so like you know, when they go and they're like, oh, you know, their friends are like, oh, we're about we're thinking about selling our house. A guy, they're like you have to use Britain, like, that's what I want. I want people at the end of the day to like, say why they wanted to, you know, why they used me and why their friends need to use me.
1: So talking about that and talking about people and your target audience, when you set up Facebook ads, you have targeting, right? And you have to pick um, geographic areas or demographic areas or all these different things. And of course there's all sorts of laws that you have to follow and abide by. Especially with
0: real estate.
1: Exactly, especially with real estate. But how did you choose your farm area for you know, what you I doing? actually had a
0: really good conversation with Cody's team. Um, my the girl who manages my account, Camilla, she's amazing at what she does. Love her to death. She has been like my saving grace 90% of the time. Uh, <laughs> she keeps she keeps me focused and keeps me on track, which is great. And her and I and the rest of their team went over kind of everything about. The different types of like areas that they thought would be smart for me to do. And I kind of told them the areas I wanted to focus in. I was like, look, like these are some of the zip codes I really want to focus in. And it wasn't like I was like, oh yeah, you know, I want to be like the same as every other agent and get every luxury listing in Lake Travis, that's you know, two and a half million dollars. And I want all the million dollar homes in circle C. And, you know, I was like, it's not what I wanted. Like, I was like, I want like these areas that were very specific and they were like specific in certain ways. Like, you know, I know Tesla Tesla with Tesla moving to Austin and Facebook and Samsung, all these companies, you know, and all these agents are saturating these areas already. I'm like, sure. I can go in there, but they're going to, I'm going to be one of, you know, 500 postcards. Somebody's going to get from every agent in Austin. So I had very much like focused on, like areas that I loved, you know, and areas I liked to visit areas. I like to be in, um, areas that I could see myself and my family living in. And there were also areas that I knew weren't being targeted heavily enough, which it was funny. Those areas also ended up being areas that I'm doing open houses in. And it kind of worked out, you know, I had a couple of people come to me and they're like, Oh yeah, we saw, you know, we saw you're doing an open house and they saw the stands and all the flyers and all the, um, Uh, signs that I had had out. And they're like, it was so funny. We saw those flyers and we went on our Facebook and all of a sudden your ad popped up, you know, that if we were interested in buying a home, I'm like, oh, wow, that's so funny. You know, great job team. Everyone's, you know, marketing's hitting dead on where it's supposed to. So that was, you know, for me, I really tried to farm those areas that I felt were like special areas and areas that I felt were going to be good areas for that people were going to be wanting homes in that maybe they weren't necessarily thinking about before, you know, cause everyone wanted to, you know, everybody wants to live in circle C or everybody wants to live in these you know, two, three areas. I'm like, that's great. But you know, it's not that much inventory over there, but Hey, if you guys are willing to think about moving over here, there's these beautiful homes that are built maybe two, three years ago. That are coming up for sale. The value of these homes is holding so well you know, like, let's take a look at these. And that's, you know, that's why I have one client who we're writing up an offer for today is for an area in Easton park and Easton parks, like this beautiful area. It's, it's about like eight minutes from the airport, five minutes from the formula one track, which if you're a formula one fan, really awesome track
1: Uh, in there. I love Coda.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say, we were, we just had Coda four weeks ago. It was funny. I didn't open a house on the day of qualifying And, and we were, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't that busy, you know, but I did okay. And the agent calls me because the open house I did from the week before I had like 70, 80 people. And that was during ACL Fest. And he was like, how the hell did you get 80 people during ACL? Now you have like 10 people during uh, this random Saturday. I'm like, Oh, it's not a random Saturday. There's 700,000 people at CODA. So I was like, you think ACL was a big deal? That was only maybe like 75, 100,000 people. That's nothing compared to what's going on up the street at the racetrack. And of course, the moment the open house is done, I'm done at like four o'clock. I go grab all my signs, qualifying ended like around five. And as I'm coming home, man, these cars are just coming through this whole neighborhood. I was like, shit, should have done the open house five to seven. Could have had so many people. (laughs) Uh, coming back from the track, like, Hey, we might as well go look at this house right here real quick. Cause everybody had to drive through this one neighborhood to get there.
1: Right. You guys want to watch the replays? I got them on yeah. the TV. I've, yeah.
0: I've got it on the TV in here. I've got some beverages. Come on in, come get a free beer after you paid $20 for beer at the track. That's funny. Yeah. So
1: you have some momentum and from a digital marketing perspective, like you are ahead of most people, even a lot of seasoned agents out there. What is your plan to continue that momentum in the future. Like I, you did say that you're you're getting a logo. You're going to start focusing on some of that branding to get you as a branded agent out there. What else do you got up your sleeve?
0: Uh, you know, oddly enough, uh, I have something from you, which was your Google My Business info that you had sent me a few weeks yes,
1: ago. Yes, somebody actually hey. is going through it and implementing yes. it. I love it, man.
0: Hey. I'm the one that keeps opening the link when you see it on HubSpot all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon has viewed this document again. Uh, no, oh, that's so great. yeah, it's yeah, a, no, I'm it's using... a very
1: underrated tool. Seriously. It's
0: It's super underrated. I, you know, I just got the, that letter to get it, you know, where they, they send you the verification yep. and it takes like five to seven days. So now I'm finishing getting that all built out, which is great. And studio PTBO, they were awesome about it too. They like gave me some like pointers, tips on it to like, you know, of what they thought I like should get in there, what I shouldn't, I used your stuff as well, which is great. And yeah, so I'm going to be doing that. I'm very big. You know, I don't, I'm not huge on like mailers. I get it. You know, it it does work. And I do do mailers, but I'm not spending my entire advertising budget that I allot for myself on mailers. I'm putting a lot more of that into like social media and digital and online marketing than I am most things. Um, I do do some mailers to like some of these neighborhoods, like I said, that are neighborhoods that I like, like, you know, Easton Park there's a couple neighborhoods in Del Valley. Um, few other neighborhoods and like different zip codes that are like, I feel are like underrated yet, like really hot market neighborhoods that I'm really trying to like, uh, focus on. So I do do some mailers there. I do door knocking over there, you know, if if nothing else, you know, I need to get my steps in every day. Otherwise, my doctor is going to kill me anyway. So I might as well do it with real estate and throw on the agent podcast and do a little walkthrough neighborhood yeah,
1: I'm talking about man. Yeah. What are some of the goals that you have set for yourself that are pushing you to create this roadmap of where you want to go? Right? Like a lot of agents in general that I talk to, they, they don't have a roadmap. They don't have a goal. You know, they're just doing what they do because it's what they did yesterday or the day before. For sure. You know, Um, in in the restaurant business, there's a process. Like I'm going to do this on a bonus episode, but I owned a restaurant for a short time in Philly. It started mm -hmm. as a real estate investment that came with a liquor license and an existing business. Um, And like I said, that's a whole nother story that I'll get into on a bonus episode that I'm going to put out there. Uh, I'm calling it three years of hell because I didn't have somebody like you. Um, But the restaurant business, especially if at your level of Cordon Bleu, Michelin stars that it's very process oriented and very disciplined, right? So you bring that into your real estate business, And I can see by what you're building that you're kind of beginning with the end in mind. Right. So like, what is that, what does that roadmap really look like for you? What are you trying to accomplish the first 12 months, 24 months?
0: And, you know, I, I definitely will say this, you know, one of the big reasons I went to Keller Williams was the great coaching that they have. And I have two ridiculously amazing coaches, coach Ken, amazing guy. He's also an associate broker for my KW office, and then coach Jonathan, who's like my fucking hype man to the world. He's he's literally if I'm ever like, even slightly in like a down slump for the day, I will drive into the office and literally just pop by and knock on his door. He's like, Yo, Brandon, what's up? Dude? He's so hype all the time. This guy keeps me going. And coach Ken is great, you know, analytical business sense wise too. Um, and they, you know, taught a class. It was actually a few weeks ago on like our map, you know, roadmaps business plan for 2022. So, you know, one thing I had said was like, you know, I'm not going to set unrealistic goals for myself and then bum myself out either. And where I'm at now with the funnel I've been building from all the leads I've been generating from Studio PTBO, from doing open houses, from direct mail and door knocking, I had said, you know, I think realistically. Personally, I think I could probably do 60 transactions next year. Realistically speaking, I set a map of, I said like, okay, next year, for the next 12 months, basically, I want to do uh, 48 transactions. I'm pretty sure I'm going to do 60 with how busy I've gotten literally in the last like three weeks. Because obviously, I did this two weeks ago when I didn't have as many leads coming in. Because the monetizing that Studio PTBO does is great. You know, it's been... Really, like you know, going from like a few leads here and there to like getting more and more and more, and now they're like getting better and better and better.
1: Brandon, yeah. can I ask you a question? How long did it take you to get better and better and better? Right, because Facebook ads take time to work out. Is has that yeah. been two, so, like two months?
0: Yeah, about about two months. You know, and that's the thing. Like, I'm not get, like I was still getting leads in the beginning, but they were not great leads, and that's not anybody else's fault. You know, that's nobody's fault. It's just. Learning how to that, you know, you place an ad, you start broad and start monetizing inwards until you start hitting that sweet spot. And that's what they've been doing and they've been working on. And every week the leads have gotten better. And yeah, it's been, I've been in with them two months and I would say two weeks ago is when it really like came firing hard. Like I was going, you know, in, in, when I say firing hard, I mean like I will, you know, it sends me a text every time I get a lead, I get a text to my phone. Like, Hey, like, STPBO as a new buyer lead for you, a new seller lead for you, and it'll show like you know all the qualifying questions that these people answered. And this text comes to my phone, and you know I used to get a few. You know I was getting a couple a day here and there, and you know, and then all of a sudden my wife last night, she's like, "Your phone has gone off five times while we slept. What is going on?" And I was like, "I don't know." And I look, I'm like, "Oh my god, I've got all these leads. I got to call in the morning." <laughs> And we, it was just blowing up. So they've been doing a great job monetizing it like to no end.
1: They come in through the ad. There's some type of opt in. What are they getting or what are you giving or what are you doing with them after they put in their information and they fill out those qualifying questions? Where are they directed to? So
0: they're, so basically what it is, so they have all the qualifying questions. And like for the seller ad, it's like, you know, get a free CMA done, you know, blah, blah, blah. For the buyer ad, it's, you know, get a free list of homes under X price. And, and then once they fill it in, it sends like a link of like, you know, and I have it to where it auto populates into their like every week, like new list of homes. And if they want a CMA, then I, you know, we're, we're setting up a call to do that and go through, you know, talk with them and then I come by the house, do a CMA. Um, so they're getting, that's kind of like to, to get them in and then they fill out all the information and then, um, which has been great too, you know, and I will say this again, like, you know, having this ISA that's been doing things is that I like, you know, I wake up in the morning and my calendar is filling up. It's like, you've got a call from nine 30 to 10 with so-and-so and and 10 to 10 15 with so-and-so and 10 15 to 10 30, 10 45 to 11. And then like, and then, you know, I have three hours blocked off because I had to go show somebody a house. Then it's like, you know, from three to six, you got this going on. And then I'm showing houses again. And then it's set up again for the next day. And, it's uh, it's getting really busy.
1: Does that ISA have an additional cost above and beyond that six hundred a month that you're spending?
0: They do. I'm not sure exactly what the cost is. I'd gotten in early, and I know that there's a different cost now than from when he had first started. And He also let me like trial it, which was cool. Um, but yeah, so I'm not sure what that cost is at now. Like I said, I was like in the very like beginning when he first when they had first launched it. Um, so I'm not sure how much that costs now. I would say like, talk to them, you know, find Cody may on Facebook, hit him up, blow his ass up. He's, he's a great dude and he'll chat with you all day.
1: I love it. I'm glad that's working for you.
0: Yeah. And so then, that- I guess, you know, we got Google my business rolling, which is great. I've got, yeah. And just, you know, trying to be creative with things too, you know, like for Halloween time, like even like, you know, I live in a townhome community right now. Cause me and my wife were moving here like we didn't have time to buy a house nor did we have finances at the time to buy a house because we had just had a baby so we like rented a townhome sight unseen you know we didn't even look at it before we like moved here from LA we just like hopped in the car my first time in Austin was driving literally in with the stuff driving from LA and you know we have some really cool neighbors but it's a really cool community and I you know I asked my apartment or our community I was like hey you know like I talked to the uh community manager is like are you cool if i do some like you know real estate advertising like to the neighbors and whatnot And he's like yeah i'm cool with it don't don't ask me to like set up shop to do a first-time homebuyer seminar because our our property management company wouldn't be happy that you know with us like losing vacancy rates but you know if you want to like go and market and like do flyers and stuff to people i'm totally cool with it and i was like okay cool so like you at halloween time i went to the dollar store got these like styrofoam pumpkins that you can carve And I like just stuck my business card in there and like a little flyer, you know, taped underneath. It was just like, hey, you know, if you're looking to buy, if you're looking to buy a home, I've got some great first time home buyer programs that I can help you out with. Hit me up. And, you know, I'm your, I'm your neighbor. If you don't know who I am, come see me. I'm at unit 312. And we laid them out. My wife, me and the baby, we like took the stroller and a wagon, walked around. There's like about 250, 300 units in our like complex where we live. So we just went around I we like walked up and down the hill and everybody, and we're just putting them on everyone's doors and just did a quick knock and left it. And I got, you know, another like 15, 20 leads just from doing that. And this cost me, you know, these pumpkins at the dollar store were I think it was like 30 cents a pumpkin and they're like this big, you know, they're, they're a good size. So it's. Just took some you know, time. Yeah. It cost me what? 80 bucks, maybe a hundred dollars if you include paper printing and business cards. And, you know, realistically one lead pays for that times 10. So
1: yeah, 100%. Or,
0: Well, way more than times 10, but yeah, especially with how crazy Austin market is right now.
1: I think that's smart thinking out, out of the box or out of the pumpkin, however you want to say it. Um, yeah. I like that Car- carving a slot out. Yeah. Carving a slot out. So, <laughs> so are you mentally prepared to do 48 transactions? Uh,
0: mentally? Yes. <laughs> Physically. <laughs> uh, going to have to get myself there. Yeah. Uh, Mentally, yeah, I'm totally prepared for it. I can, I'm very good about having, you know, a bunch of fires burning at the same time and managing my time very efficiently. Um, Physically speaking, I need to get, uh, I I need to take care of myself a little bit better to give myself the stamina to do it. Uh, But I'm definitely ready for it.
1: It sounds like you have the support system within your office to help you with that too. We do. And that's the cool thing
0: too. You know, I can hire, your TCs just for like one-time use. We have access to TCs. You know, I promised my wife she'd never have to work a day again when we got married and when we had the baby. And I was like, if you never want to work again, you don't have to. And then I told her, I was like, babe, I might have to hire like a TC if this starts getting really busy unless you want to do it. And then we, you know, and she's like, well, we might as well keep the money in the family. So if you want to pay me. So, you know, her and I have been like kind of talking about that and she's taken an extreme interest in it too, you know, and in seeing what I do um so you know she's been kind of watching me a little bit as I do things which is cool you know the ultimate goal eventually would be you know that I get so busy that I need to you know that I start my own team and that I start bringing people in that I start giving leads to you know I am but anybody I hire is going to be very similar to the way Mm -hmm. I am that you know I want them to have the same morals same ethics same demeanor same like thoughts about what they want to do, their life goals, where, where they want to take themselves to. I don't want to be one of those people that's just like hiring agents to hire agents, whether this person gets like one sale a year, or 50 sales a year. Like I want people that are going to strive to be their best every day. Sure. And you know, a good, good way of thinking that is, you know, I don't know if you know who Tim Hale is. He started uh, the company Homeward, the loan company. Okay. And they also are like, an, they do I buy or 2 and stuff like that. Tim Hale started at my KW office and started his company there as well, Homeward, which is now, I think they just went through, I mean, you could look it up. They just had their, I think their Series B funding. And I think it was like almost a billion dollars or something like that, or much more maybe. And, you know, it's crazy, you know, like to think that these people come out of like the office I work at, you know? And Tim's got his own real estate team that works here. And, you know, that was one of the things, too, when I was getting started, I was like, had this, you know, this mental conversation with myself and conversation with my wife and even, you know, my broker slash mentor, Diane, at my KW office, you know, was like, do I want to go independent? Do I want to go on a team? What do I want to do? And, you know, I kind of went back and forth because, you know, obviously getting started, there's a lot of nice things about going to a team, you know, being, you know, fed leads a little bit and, you know, you still got to work on I mean, and put the work in, but it's a little less expensive starting out on your own, you know? And I debated it for a minute and I decided, you know what, like, I'm going to do this. I have got to do this my way. And it's the only way I know how, And you know, kind of in a sense, like I've been managing people for 18 years and not that I want to like, I don't not that I have a problem being managed by any means, but
1: (laughs) I'll ask your wife wife about that and probably get a different opinion. Probably. She'll tell you completely differently. She runs the house for sure. Uh, 18 month old runs the house, man. Let's be honest. He's
0: actually, he's an easy kid. Like this kid naps like so well. He sleeps through, he slept through the night every night since he was like five months old. It's amazing. Come
1: over to my house. I have five and they range from five to 16. So yeah, Yeah,
0: you've got it going. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is one of them going to come running through any minute. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I, I just wanted to start this out on my own. And if I'm going to build a team, I want to do it with the thought processes that I have in mind that I think would make a very successful team. And that's starting out with me, me building out the brand, building out the team or building out the infrastructure, setting up the processes. And then when I am ready, bringing in that next agent. And that next stage and two, you know, like I want them to be, like I said, you know, somebody who, who has that same moral and ethical background that I do. Somebody who's not going to, you know, shove their way to get, get a sale. Like, I want you to do it the right way. And I want you to do it in a responsible way. I love that. And like, also have fun while you do it, man. Like, fuck. like that's another thing. Like a lot of people are not having fun. Like my wife and I, two weeks ago, we went to like, I love bad religion. I hadn't seen this, yes. in, in 10 years, probably since like I went to K rock weenie roast in LA when I lived in LA and they were playing at the Stubbs amphitheater down here, which is like super small venue too. It's like 2000 people outdoors. It's where like Stubbs barbecue sauce got started and we went and saw bad religion there and had, a, and it was bad religion, alkaline trio. What a fucking blast of a show! <laughs> I like did not remember how much fun I had watching Bad Religion until I saw that show again. So good. We saw Band yeah, of man. Horses there like two weeks before that. Um, you know, nice like,
1: you guys, man, that's awesome. Gotta make you sure you like
0: good. having some fun, you know, while you're while you're doing life. Like at the end of the day, you only get you only get to do this once. So, like, you know, yeah, work your ass get off. Out of it alive. Yeah, exactly. Work your ass off. Do like everything, but like still have fun with yourself. You know, don't forget to make time for your family. Don't forget to. Make time for fun.
1: So, even though you've been in it a short time and you're a newer agent, um, I think you're doing an incredible job of marketing and building the foundation for one hell of a pipeline. What are a couple of things that you'd like to share with our audience that you would pay forward? Oof. Um, definitely do your
0: research. Don't sign on with every coach that you meet and don't. You know, do your research on like coaches and marketing people that you meet with, you know, not every way is the right way. Not every way is the most successful way. Do it. Definitely, definitely do what you think is going to be your niche and follow the trends within that niche. So, you know, if your niche is going to be like door knocking and open houses, like find a coach that's in that specializes and then don't listen to the first coach you talk to that says, this is a terrible idea. You shouldn't do this, you know? Also, uh, I would say if you're going to run your own ads in the beginning, make sure you have done on, like a lot of extensive research to figure out how to target those specifically. Otherwise you're going to have a lot of money wasted really quickly.
1: Yeah, that is not something I would suggest for anybody. No, no,
0: <laughs> like, seriously, yeah. like don't do it. Like hire, hire somebody to do it, learn. Hire a
1: professional when it comes to running those ads. Cause you will piss away a shit ton of money very fast.
0: Well, and it's, a you know, <laughs> Especially depending on your state, it's a quick way to get a, a realtor license suspension too. if you're running an ad that has, you know, even one or two things that are wrong, you know, that you legally can't say, yep. you know, don't, don't be the person that has to try and remember every legal law, just hire somebody that knows that stuff to let them do it for you. I love that. Um, and I would also say, you know, just make sure you manage your time efficiently. You know, when I the first week, I would, like it was like, okay, I have my license started at KW got through my orientation. I was like, now what? (laughs) What do I do? I was like, it's like, you know, and I have great coaches. Like I said, you know, they were giving me advice on what to do. I'm like, great, cool. But still now what? Like, what do I do? How do I, how do I build this time? And I finally, like, I talked to my coach. I was like, I understand all the things you're telling me to do. I get it. How do I like build this time though? Like, how do I build this all these things into my day? And you guys are very big, And you know, as most brokerages are, it's very big on like, call your sphere of influence, call your sphere, call your sphere. Well, I live in Austin, Texas, I grew up in Simi Valley, California, It's 45 minutes outside of LA, you grew up in Moore Park or lived in Moore Park, funny enough, which is right next door. And uh, you know, you know, as well as I do people from Moore Park and Simi Valley, going to be a little bit rare that they're going to be moving to Austin anytime soon. Yeah. Um and you know, I I I said like look, like I I know the people I know and I for the most part I can guarantee that they're not looking to move. Sure, maybe they have friends or family that are going to be, which is great, but you know, and I told my coach like this is where I'm at. Like so what do I do? And he's like, "Okay, look, if that's not going to be your area, totally cool. Let's figure out a way to like set your time up every day like spend And he was really good about getting me to block time. And that was like the biggest thing I needed in the beginning was like just figuring out how to like block time. Cause you know, in restaurants, I would attempt to block time, but you know, there's a fire every five minutes going on somewhere that you have to go put out where, whether it's the lady who thinks she ordered a Pinot Noir and doesn't know the difference between a, a red and a white wine and she wanted a Pinot Grigio or whatever it is, but there's fires you're putting out every second in a restaurant. And so you're always pulled in a hundred directions and totally is similar in real estate, but I knew how to block certain things in restaurants. I didn't know what I needed, what needed my attention now, what needed my attention later and what, you know, I should be doing in the proper time periods of the day. And that was something great that my coaches taught me. So I would definitely say like, really learn, like reach out to your mentors, reach out to, Coaches, if you have them, if you don't, like, hey, hit me up. I have no problem giving you some like the advice that I got from my coaches of like just blocking time in your day. Like, make, that's a good make, segue. Also, make time for yourself. Fuck. Yeah. So <laughs> where can
1: Well, let's. We can go back to that. But where can people yeah. find you?
0: Uh. All right. Well, you can find me on Facebook, uh, which is Brandon Bernstein Realtor. Find me on Instagram uh, at Brandon Sells TX. Uh, You can, uh, I have my own website, BrandonSellsTX.kw.com. And yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I don't do, I'm not on TikTok. Uh, I haven't gotten into YouTube yet, getting there. Uh, Just have not had the time to like move into it yet. Um, But that's kind of like my next foray of where I'm moving social media wise as well. And, uh, you can find me on this amazing podcast
1: (laughs) on that note, Brandon, thanks for jumping in with me.
0: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for the time. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun.
1: Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one.